G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If you wake up each day thinking, boy, it's a brand new day, I get to be a part of it. I'm invited into this, I'm invited in to be a mom, to be a dad. If you start off with that and see the day as a gift, it changes the momentum of, of the day and it yeah. makes you much more adaptive. We can all do it with a little help with our parenting journey. How can we be more successful in nurturing our children? Dr. Danny Huerta is the Vice President of the Parenting and Youth Department at Focus on the Family in the United States and he has written seven traits of effective parenting. We'll be discussing this book as well as some of the issues kids are facing, how to build resilience, and how to help form their foundation of faith. This is part two of our conversation with Dr. Danny Huerta, our guest today with my wife Kate and myself, Brett Ryan, for Focus on the Family, Australia. Well, we really appreciate you coming in, and we're so grateful and understand that this is giving up your time which leads us to number six, gratitude. <laughs> Do you like the segment? Do you like the segment? It's actually grace and forgiveness. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. It's fairly important. Right. I'll, I'll use that segue later on. <laughs> uh, so, grace and forgiveness. This is one that's inseparable as a trait, and it was interesting bringing it into the dissertation piece of academics. They said you can't have grace as a, a Christian term. You can only have forgiveness. And I said, well. You need to have an attitude that's graceful in order to forgive someone else. But this is one where a parent models forgiveness and grace within the relationship, the spousal relationship. That's a huge one. And then also when the imperfections come out in the children, being able to show that. Yeah. And people outside of the home, mm -hmm. extended family members, neighbors, do they show grace and forgiveness when they get cut off on the road? And other places where they show understanding and they don't get stuck on the behavior. Yeah. Because, see, then kids will get stuck on other people's behaviors as well. Grace sees below the behaviors and looks at more of, of where a person is at, their heart, their emotions, mm -hmm. who they are as a person, and is able to give a gift to that. Yeah. And they understand that behaviors can sometimes run into each other. Yeah. And that happens so much in the home. It's sad to see how many families are just ripped apart by the lack of forgiveness. Yeah. Just ravaged, especially into adulthood. Yeah. It's like a cancer. Yeah. It's root of bitterness can do physiological effects. Right. But also the psychological and relational effects. Yeah. Mm. And one of the things we've done over the years is we've taught on this, just looked at bridges as a good reminder for myself because it's so easy for us not to be forgiving at times, especially mm. if we feel truly justified to yeah. be upset about something but as you look at bridges around town there's <clears throat> there's a lot of maintenance to the bridges but they connect some places together where yeah. there's there was a divide mm. and i've had great conversations with my kids uh, as we're going over a bridge hey, i wonder who's forgiven us or who's forgiven you and who you need to forgive yeah because in that there are many treasures that you can find 
including love and continuing the ministry that Jesus began a long time ago. Yeah. Mm. And so sometimes we need to ask yeah. our children's forgiveness for when we lose it. Oh, I've never done that. Sometimes. sometimes, never sometimes, had to do that yeah. sometimes. But I mean, that's a great example. If, yeah, if we true. can own the things that we do wrong, then when we don't get it learn. right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And that's sometimes can be very hard. You have to bring humility to the table and say, I, I really messed up. Yeah. Would you uh, please forgive me? Yeah. But it teaches yeah. your children that that's okay to mess up. Yeah. And apologize for it. I think, too, forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because what happens is when you do forgive, you don't have resentment or bitterness and you're free to then rebuild something mm-hmm. with the other person. Yeah. And that may not even happen, but it does set you free because that person may never be re- you know, restored sure. with you of whatever went on. It's true. Um, it's true. But can't control that side. No, you can't. Yeah. You can only control what you do. Yeah. And so teaching your child that mm-hmm. is really important because sometimes they'll go, but they didn't say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, it's a hard thing to grasp early on, for kids to grasp on. Yeah, on it too. Is. I, know, I remember my daughter saying, how do I know I've forgiven? Because I don't feel like it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I still feel mad. Yeah. I think I've forgiven, um, but I don't, when do I know that? That was a great question. I go, well... <laughs> Great question, honey. I don't, you know. Well, um, is it action comes before the emotion? Yes. Yeah. So you have to does. go through the action, you go do. through the motion, and then maybe the emotion will follow yeah, afterwards. Maybe. And, yeah. and yeah. sometimes Hopefully. you'll know if true forgiveness never looks back. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The hard part is the trust part. What forgiveness brings is trust to a relationship mm-hmm. that's so necessary. It creates a steadfast relationship, especially when in the context of a home. When you bring that in, it creates a, a trustworthy environment where there can be imperfections, there's an asking of forgiveness, there's, yeah. there's a desire to reconnect, and that's exciting well, to have. God first forgave us, so therefore we should forgive others. Right. That's good right. Now, can I use my great segue now? Yeah, yeah, bring it, bring it now, bro. <laughs> now, you know, yeah. the segue of the attitude of gratitude, or just yeah. gratitude, so important. And gratitude is very healthy for the mind and the body. That's what they have found. Uh, naturally, if you've done the other six, you land in this area of gratitude where you, there's forgiveness, there's love in the home. And if you wake up each day thinking, boy, it's a brand new day I get to be a part of. I'm invited into this. Yeah. I'm invited in to be a mom, to be a dad, uh, whatever role you're, you're playing in the home there. If you start off with that and see the day as a gift, it changes the momentum of, of the day. And yeah. it makes you much more adaptive. To what the day is going to bring. If you mm. demand the day go a certain way, yeah. otherwise it's a bad day, then uh, yeah, you're going to have some rough days. But mm. gratitude allows you to have the flexibility to navigate the messiness mm. and the difficulty called parenting mm. and for you to allow for love to really shine in the home. And uh, research has proven that gratitude is super healthy to the brain development of yeah. a person to the outlook, and also to the overall health physiologically, physically to a person. And so showing that, modeling that in the home brings good health to the home. Yeah. And when you're showing gratitude, you can't be ungrateful. Right. You can't do the reverse. If you're sitting in a position of being grateful mm. to God for what he's given or even what's about to unfold, because let's face it, your day does unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the the concept of forgive, forget, move on. Mm. That was a kind of a mantra 
that we had in our home because stuff comes up all the time. If we carry things that they might have done 20 minutes ago, we're going to have problems with what comes next. Right. And And something will happen. Guaranteed. It will will happen. Um, Of just continually giving that gift of forgiveness of what goes on in the home. They might say something, do something, have an attitude, um, break something, uh, whatever. That whole thing of of just giving them that gift of forgive, forget, move on. Mm. Yeah, um, that's good. Because God throws our sins into the sea of his forgetfulness. Right. Can't we do that with our children? Well, and the gratefulness to that yeah. is, is powerful. I love walking up to my kids and looking them straight in the eyes. They call me weird sometimes, but that's okay. I am a little weird. And <laughs> I, I look in their eyes and I say, I am just grateful for you, yeah. for who you are. Mm. I'm so thankful, God allowed for me to be your dad yeah and uh, excited to see how things continue to unfold this adventure of your life and i remember a lesson from my dad on gratitude this one sticks out all the time in my mind i was a paper boy i was delivering newspapers and uh his rule was you say thank you if i help you roll the newspapers and help you get ready to deliver them and he'd get up earlier sometimes have them all rolled for us and this particular day i was in high school and uh, I woke up late. Uh, it was very late. I said, I'm going to be late to school. I'm, I'm running around. I, I go, Dad, Dad, I, I, I woke up late. What happened? Why, why didn't you get up, right? And he turns around in his bed, looks me in the eyes, and he says, you didn't say thank you yesterday. I hope it goes well. And then he just turned back. It must have been so painful for him to do that because yeah. I know he wanted to help. Mm. And he saw the desperation. I'm going to be late to school now. <laughs> And I need to get all these newspapers done. He just rolled over and wanted that to be a very powerful, memorable lesson. Yeah, it's a life lesson. And it was. There was a boundary, and there was gratitude being taught at the same time. Yeah. And I remember getting back from the paper route. I did get to school late, the whole thing. And, and I remembered from then on to say thank you to my dad, to notice when he did actually help. Yeah. And it wasn't about forcing me to say thank you. He was just saying, someone does something, you say thank you. Yeah, yeah. you appreciate that, That's gratitude. You appreciate Manners that. Manners matter, we say to our grandchildren. Mm. And uh, it's a work in progress. <laughs> well, they're, well, they're only little. They're only little. But we start. But you start, you start right young. from the that's word right. go. So those seven traits of effective parenting, again, are adaptability, respect, intentionality, love, boundaries, grace and forgiveness combined, and gratitude. Yes. And I've read a number of your different papers and articles, which we've got on our website at Focus on the Family Australia talking about the rhythms of your household. These should become the rhythms of your household. Can you unpack that a little bit more? Well, on the seven traits, um, what's interesting to me, what I've noticed is that sometimes they show up with certain kids. You have all seven traits just flowing beautifully. And you feel like, man, I'm on top of the world. I'm doing well. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a great parent. (laughs) And those are those easy personality kids. And then you get the tough personality kid that comes up and you're going, I think only one comes out with this one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happens, but uh, I have one of the seven that comes out. It's, it's been interesting to see that the seven traits come out naturally more with some children than others in the home and realize that. And the idea is that you're continually practicing those in the home as you're doing your day-to-day in the yeah. home with the seven traits. So each personality difference that you have in your home, know that you're having to adjust your seven traits to that. And then it comes out with you being able to create either contributors or consumers in the house. And uh, contributors learn from you that you truly learn to love others for who they are and their well-being. 
And as a parent, you get to model that. Yeah. The consumer loves other people out of a transaction. I'm going to get something back in, in return. So the rhythm of the home is to show towards that end. I'm going to love others, and I'm going to love them for their well-being in my home so that we can do it outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the, the cultural rhythms that, that I encourage families do, one of them is learn to pray together on a consistent basis. And you're using all seven traits as you're bringing that in, uh, yeah. the prayer. And then reading scripture out loud together as a family. Uh, there's, the public reading of scripture has a, a dramatized Bible you can listen to if you just want to listen in on the Bible and then uh, talk about what you're reading. That's yeah. one way to do it. The other one that I love is a home filled with humility really highlighting characters that show humility when people in the home show humility and service and true genuine love of others, highlighting that going, oh my goodness, I just saw humility inside of you. That's exciting, right? And don't say things like, I'm the most humble person. (laughs) That's right. Well, you could, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and then the other one's rest and balance. Do you actually rest and do do you find balance in your home? And then the identity in Christ. Do you have a steadfast identity in Christ? And that's a big one. In today's culture, the reminder of having that identity in Christ in the home and highlighting what that looks like yeah. and using the seven traits as you do it, adapting to who each child is, what their needs are, figuring out how you're showing up to that with your invitation, mm-hmm. then the momentums with the next three, the intentionality, boundaries, and steadfast love, the momentum that you bring, and then the steadfastness at the end, the grace and forgiveness and gratitude. Yeah. Those are all important as you're trying to create a culture in your home that is distinctly the one that you want to create. You're listening to Focus on the Family Australia with our special guest, Dr. Danny Huerta, who's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth for Focus in the United States and author of Seven Traits of Effective Parenting. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au Welcome back. Our guest today is Dr. Danny Huerta, along with my wife Kate and myself Brett Ryan, and you're listening to focus on the family, Australia. And I think that it's important when you're talking about faith, you know, the, many of our listeners have got an active faith and they want that for their kids, but they may have done it not in the way that their child is wired. So could you unpack that a little bit more about building a, a faith foundation with our children that mm. will aim, with there are no guarantees, that will be for a lifetime? And tapping into their personalities within that. Yeah. Mm. You know, the faith component requires a lot of patience and conversation along the way. So with your children, uh, being able to be present, being available, making it a conversational type of process of exploring what it means to have a faith in someone you don't see, but you see the effects of who that person Mm -hmm. is, right, of who God is. Because we're the first picture, aren't we? Right, Of who God is. Our home is the first experience of discipleship and love. You know, recently, I was just thinking about this, Brett. Recently, we had, uh, I had written these these little journals early on in my children's lives, two of them. If I would have had 10, I don't think this would have happened, but we had two. And so yes. I started off with great intentions. That it, you know, it didn't keep going much past four or five very well. But the first three years, I wrote down some different ways 
that I saw God forming specific things in my children, but also just some things to remember of where I saw God in their lives or in our home. Yeah. And it's almost our verbal photo album of God in our home and not ever forgetting those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking about that this last weekend. We were uh, talking about moments that have been very important in our home and individually. Hey, you know, this this happened, and I really do see that God formulated the result in this when I saw yeah. God in it. And it was a reminder to me to go backwards in my life and then my grandparents, what they've said, and my parents, and and seeing our family photo album of where God has been and articulating that to my kids. Yeah, God's been with us all along. And it's up to us to be present with him. He's yeah. right there. Yeah. He's just waiting for us. And uh, sometimes I've opened up the conversation with both my son and daughter. Do you really actually believe that when you pray, there's a God that's listening to you? Because it's such a hard thing to to really wrap our mind around mm. that somebody's listening to everybody at the same time. Uh, it feels kind of rude, right? Yeah. Everybody's talking at the same time, <laughs> praying, and then well, God's taking it all in, right? <laughs> processing. And and my daughter has said, how's that even possible? I don't know. That's a hard one for me. And so having doubts out loud with your kids, super beneficial. Yeah. You grapple with yeah. I was just going to actually ask. Yeah. It's, it's good for them to question. Oh, yeah. We want them to own their faith, not yeah. just rely on mom and dad's faith or grandparents' faith, or even their older siblings. We want them to own their own faith and to grapple yeah. with this. Yeah. And, uh, and Don't we, be frightened by that. No, very much so. Oh, I mean, we love Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's the best verse that I know about mm-hmm. parenting a faith foundation. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. Yeah. Have it in your own heart first, and then impress it upon your children. Mm-hmm. And and some families works really well. I, we tried very hard to do very formal devotionals. A bit like what you were saying. But (laughs) our kids didn't want to sit still and there was someone, you know, making noises and another one making... We had three boys. uh, (laughs) Making smells and it's just like that. It's a different Uh, level of devotions. We at Focus in the Family Australia, we've got a a devotional book called Together and it's really sort of child-led. They can actually lead it. Mm. So then they have a greater own and buy it and, you know, that's available for free. Encouraging people to do life together but also faith together. Mm. And it starts with us. It does. It does uh, you know, I was picturing the Sermon on the Mount. I wonder if a lot of kids were out there with Jesus, you know, as he was I'm sure they were. That, right? and, it says uh, that they ran up to Jesus. And I reckon right. Jesus was pretty tanked. I think he was because he's a carpenter. But I actually up. think he always smiled because <laughs> yeah. kids don't run up to grumpy people. So yeah. that's my theology right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brett, this is one I was, as you were sharing that, just the, having the family devotions, in John seven thirty seven and 38, I've shared this a lot. I love this piece of scripture where Jesus actually stood up and cried out. And we know that many kids, many families are thirsty. Yeah. There's so many thirsts right now. And it's, he said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Right? Come to me and drink. Do we help our kids understand that? That you're going to be thirsty. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. I'm thirsty sometimes and I go to the wrong place. And I want, I want to tell you about somebody that's life-giving. And so then you go, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. What if our home was like that endless river that just continued to flow? My daughter so, asked yeah. the other day, she said, where does the river get its water? You know, and I'm like, hey, it just keeps flowing. There's a ton of water. She goes, well, who yeah. turns on the water, right? And imagine if our homes were like that. And that's what you're describing with that free download. That's the beginning. You start to create this this place where there is a 
an opportunity to explore relationship with Jesus together as a family and to make it fun and make it enjoyable. Yeah, and just making him part of every day so that as they get into their teen years, he's not out there. He's part of the family. Mm -hmm. We We talk about lifestyle devotional yeah, rather so, than just the formal one, because we couldn't, right. as I said, couldn't get the kids still. <laughs> yeah. but, but we wanted to include him and in driving to their sports, yeah, and driving, and walking, you know, walking along, and you know, just, walking in the pram when they're little and going, "Oh my goodness, look at that bird! I wonder what God was thinking. He's a bit yeah. weird, you know, yeah. that feather thing. I wonder what he was thinking." You know, and just making him part of the everyday life. Mm. Or oh, wasn't he clever? Oh my goodness, look at those feathers and the color. Yeah, God's so artistic. You. Know, and so he's just part of the everyday. We're smelling flowers. So the perfume comes oh, out of yeah, this flower. It's different from this one. Yeah, what is this one? stick? This. What was he thinking? That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so just making no. it fun and that he's just part of everything mm-hmm. it makes him real. It does. Have you got any other guidelines or encouragement for parents with regard to bringing a, a faith foundation? Yeah, I, I really, it's going to be imperfect along the way. You're not going to be a preacher. You're not going to maybe raise theologians. Really, what you're trying to create is a place of relationship where you, in all the imperfection, where you get to talk about the love of Jesus and just do the best you can with what you've got in front of you. Sometimes there will be days where you have no energy, and that's okay. There's yeah. some days where you don't have much to say, and that's okay. There may be some days where you're just flowing out and enjoy yeah. those days. Mm. So there'll be different days along the way. Give yourself grace in that it's a journey. It's one, it's a marathon. It's not a <laughs> it's sprint, brilliant. right? That's, that's my favorite line. I love it. So you, yeah, you know, you got to take it you a mile at a time. Made. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's right. And, and so you want to be present and relational with your kids. Yeah but be very clear as to where you're guiding them towards and make sure you take care of your relationship with your Heavenly Father and uh, get some rest along the way, right? Find moments to to maybe get away or rest or mm. get some sleep because every day is going to have a demand on you. And you're not and, alone. You're not yeah, alone. No, not and at all. Especially yeah. there'll be some parents right now, single moms or single dads are saying, oh, gee, it sounds so easy. You know, but you don't have to do it alone. Bring others in along on the journey. Include other yeah. people. You know, positive male role models, positive female role models yeah. to include. And for us who maybe life is going well and no hurdles, look out for those people to encourage yeah. them and to come alongside them because we all need mm-hmm. spiritual mothers and we all need spiritual fathers in our lives. That's so good, Brett. And I, I think surrounding ourselves with that and also looking for ideas with other families. I remember a long time ago, a family uh, did this Nerf gun thing, and they left a a Nerf gun out for the dad when he'd come home, and the rest of them were hiding out, waiting for him. And that was the pattern they did for a while. And then they found uh, other families. Then they prayed for one another. Then they prayed (laughs) for one another, right? They shot each other. That's right. But uh, so... So then it was the hide-and-seek time, and they would look forward to seeing Dad come through the door, and he was excited that he had something ready for him to, to go. And we, we did that in our home for a while, and uh, taking time to cook together, many, many great conversations happened there. Come up with some new menu items, and your kids yeah. have tremendous ideas for the kitchen. Great conversation can happen there on the car rides. Find some uh, conversation starters, dig deep there. So find creative ways in the day-to-day to to connect so you don't feel like, I need to carve this right here, and we already have a super busy schedule. 
And so learn from those mentors you were talking about. People around yeah. you have great ideas, uh, pour into each other, and encourage each other's parents. Mm. There are plenty of critics out there on yeah. parents. Make sure you're encouraging one another and letting each other know when you're doing it right. Yeah. Um, many parents may be listening to this and say that, you know, it's okay for typical children. You know, my child's atypical. They don't fit into those kind of categories. They're either dealing with mental health. They may be on the autism spectrum, special needs. And what would you say to encourage those mums and dads? They still need your seven traits. They still need you to show up with those seven traits. And there's a lot of help out there. So make sure you're getting the supports you need for your child. And I realize they're expensive. Sometimes it's confusing navigating the world of special needs and all the different treatments that are potentially out there exponentially growing. They'll say, hey, try this supplement or try yeah, this treatment be or try that. And it can be overwhelming. So make sure you find trusted people to uh, kind of download with and being able to talk about the frustrations and the difficulties. But know that these seven traits apply just as, as much to this scenario uh, where your child needs you to bring those seven traits to the table. Yeah. And even more so on the steadfast love uh, where uh, you may be super tired and uh, – Maybe look at it this way, that God is shaping you to be one of the most patient people on the planet. You're bringing patience, and that makes you even more loving in other areas. And I remember this one lady, this one mom. I got to do a home visit early on in my career. Uh, She had two kids with Down syndrome and one child that did not have Mm. that. She was trying to, to make ends meet. She was a single young woman, and it was Christian. And uh, I said, hey, so, so how are you doing? She said, I would never do it any differently. These two kids have taught me so much about life, and yeah. I love what God has given to me. So she had that gratitude, which made her more adaptive, mm. which gave her a respect for the tube feeding and different things, gave her the emotional regulation to be able to show up to yeah. the needs her kids had. She was very intentional with them, getting them what they needed. She had boundaries and limits with the other child as he was trying to learn how to navigate being with two Down syndrome siblings. Mm-hmm. She had grace and forgiveness to the person that had left her as a single mom and abandoned the family. And she said, no, I, f- I forgive him. I don't hold anything against him. It's lovely. I get to love my kids. And so with those seven traits, she had a home that was life-giving with these two special mm-hmm. needs kids. It's beautiful. Danny, thank you so much for being our guest today. And thank you for being such an encouraging voice for millions of parents across this world navigating this most privileged role. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Our guest today has been Danny Huerta, Vice President of Parenting and Youth for Focus on the Family in the United States and author of The Seven Traits of Effective Parenting. For our free parenting assessment based on these traits, go to families.org.au. Thanks for joining us today. I invite you to tune in to our next episode of Focus on the Family, Australia. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.